Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on the last episode, creating a profitable coaching business and Histories of America's multi-generation family businesses informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. This is the final episode that will have a bit of a different format as I recorded 10 podcasts in one day. I combined two recordings together from that day for five episodes. Because the amount of time for each was less than usual, I didn't read their bios during the recording. So let me give a little bit of information about my first guest now. Carl Richards has spent more than 25 years behind the microphone, on radio and on stage, entertaining and influencing audiences worldwide. He's a three-time best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and MC, host of the Speaking of Speaking podcast, and the founder and CEO of Podcast Solutions Made Simple. Carl helps entrepreneurs find their voice, launch world-class podcasts, and grow thriving and profitable businesses. Now to my recording with Carl. Carl, welcome to the show today. It is an honor, Candy. Thanks for having me on. I am I am stoked. Well, I'm excited to be talking with you about this. I know you help podcasters. Of course, obviously, I'm a podcaster and I've got listeners, I'm sure, who either are wanting to start podcasts or they have their own and want to learn some tips and tricks from you. But before I ask you any questions uh, regarding that topic, I want to ask you first to tell me just a little bit more about yourself and how did you even begin helping people who are doing their own podcasts? Yeah, sure. I got bitten by the the bug of loving the radio broadcasting world when I was uh, when I was about fourteen years old, and I had the choice of either becoming an actor 
or broadcaster. Uh, actors mm. tend to be more employable than, uh, uh, sorry, broadcasters tend to be more employable than actors. So, uh, so I thought, you know what, that's not a bad way to go. And if I, and, and if I managed to fall into acting at some point, then that would be cool, but developed a love for radio broadcasting. And would you believe it? I spent almost 25 years in that career and mm. in and amongst, you know, every now and again, uh, you'll, you'll come across a broadcaster that says you haven't made it in radio unless you've lost a job at least once. Mm. Unless you've been let go at least once. So when that happened, I, I took the step into speaker training. And that actually is where the podcasting idea evolved from. Because I had a colleague when I was just starting out as a speaker trainer between radio gigs. He said, uh, you should start a podcast. To which I said something like, what's a podcast? Right. <laughs> so like a lot of people are still doing. Uh, mm-hmm. So so that led me to eventually, I actually dragged my heels almost seven years before I launched a podcast. And then finally, after meeting up with a guy in Toronto several years later who was saying, you know what, this is really easy. A lot of people can do it, including you. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Sam Crowley. That's when I got the uh, got the the whole idea to launch my own podcast, realized that, you know what, more people should be doing this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was when COVID hit that I transitioned from doing just speaker training to helping people get on virtual stages and podcasting was a very natural transition to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I would love to start out first by just saying that a lot of people probably think they can't really do a podcast. You know, it's a lot of technical stuff and it takes time and effort and I don't know how to edit and all of these things. So what would you say to someone who just feels that it's way out of their league? Oh my goodness. Do it. Do it. I usually talk about the five myths that that really hold people back. And I'm not going to get into that right now, but but I think the number one myth is that whole confusion myth, that whole, I don't know how mm-hmm. to do this. It's too technical. So I'm just not going to do it. And too many other people are doing it now anyway. So it's not for me. Right. Can you imagine if we all did that with websites? Mm. You know, like if we all said 15, 20 years ago, oh, I can't have a website. Oh, it's too confusing. Uh, we wouldn't have a digital presence if we didn't have websites, right? And very right. few business owners can operate without a website. So similarly with a podcast, if you want to develop that no like, and trust factor and be seen as the go-to expert, you know, it used to be you needed a book to be right. seen as that expert. Well, now it's you can still have a book. There's nothing wrong with that. But now right. it's, you almost need a podcast for people to say, ah, they are the real deal. So mm-hmm. that's the big thing is just you know, dispelling those myths and like pushing that, that crud away that's holding you back. Just say, I'm going to do it. I might not know how to do it. I'm going to find out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, and what would you say to someone who is afraid of being in front of someone, whether it's on video with we're doing, or even if it's just an audio podcast, but you know, they're afraid to just step out of the comfort zone. Yeah, that's a, that's always an interesting one. And I got that a lot too. When I was doing, uh, when I was doing just speaker training, I would work with people who, you know, were deathly afraid to speak in front of an audience and Mm -hmm. every now and again, they'd come to me and they'd say, how do I get over this? And I said, okay, well, first thing, first thing you have to understand is it doesn't happen by magic. Right? You just go all of a sudden walk into a, a podcast studio or turn on your microphone and you sound slick. You know, the, the, there's a standing joke that your first 10 episodes are probably garbage. Uh, and then, but you know what? You keep going from that. But right. it's the same thing with public speaking. You, you, the more, if you want to get better at it, you want to get better at podcasting, you want to get better at speaking in front of an audience, you want to lose some of those fears or at least walk through it with a little bit more confidence, you right. have to do it. You have to do it. You have to, and I know that sounds so glaringly obvious, but it's easy 
it's easy for us to just shy away, right? Right. But if you just do it, if you just say, you know what, even if it scares the pants off me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, uh, you know, get some help and find out how to do it. And that's, yeah, I'm going to stand in front of people. And if it's, and if you're really that nervous and you really need some help with working through the jitters, that's when you would, shameless promotion, I guess, in a way, but you would hire a coach, you would hire somebody to help you through that, or right. you would do something like join a, a Toastmasters group where you could get, you know, get on stage. You know, Toastmasters is, is great for stage time and great for navigating through, you know, working through that confidence piece and building it right. up and making some mistakes in, in a very gentle audience that's going to support you, but they're also going to evaluate and encourage you to do better all the time. Uh, but right. as far as the podcast goes, just, yeah, just navigate that fear and just, just do it. And if you're, and if you're worried about it, you think you're a little bit scared about it. That's one of the things I do. You, you call a guy like me and say, Carl, I want to do yeah. it. I'm scared. Right. What can you do to help me? And, uh, and we'll walk you through it. And, and, and keep in mind too, that podcasting doesn't just happen like this. You know, right. it's, it's you and I have both attended an event uh, a few times called Potapalooza. And some of those speakers are talking about how they've done things uh, when they started out that it wasn't all glitz and glamour. And they're, they're mm -hmm. now enjoying the success, but we, you know, you don't want to look at somebody that's very successful in the podcasting space or in the speaking space and say, I'll never be that good. I remember doing right. that. I remember saying, I'll never be that good. Uh, but the more you do it, like anything, whether it's playing piano, playing sport, it's golf. I'm horrible at golf. But you know, the more you get out and do it, the better you'll be at it. So regardless right. of what that fear is, face it, get out there, do it and get help to help yourself to, to help you get better. Right. Well, it's true. I'll, I'll give you my little story too, which was, I never thought I would have a podcast. Somebody found me on LinkedIn actually from voice America. So originally it was just audio. Yes. However, it was technically an hour long show, except of course there was like the commercial at the beginning, two commercials in the middle and the commercial at the end. So I had to have about 51 to 52 minutes of content and I was nervous and it was live most of the time, unless they couldn't make that time, then you could pre-record. but many of them were live. And I was like scared when they even reached out to me to do it. And then I was like, okay, well, they have the engineering people at least, right. All I have to do is do the talking part. They're going to do all the rest of it. Um, and then my husband kept saying, you should be on YouTube. You should have people search on video. And I was like, oh, but there's so much to do. Anyway, long story short, here we are. And I'm an introvert too. I'm, it's hard for me to like get out of, you know, in the middle of, you know, being behind my computer books or whatever, you know, I do the bookkeeping stuff to be in front of people, but I did, I finally stepped out and I love what I'm doing because I'm helping entrepreneurs. Right. So I think if we look at what is the reason why we're doing what we're doing, then it can help us get over our fear. Right. And over time we do get better. <laughs> you know, but yeah, at first they even told me too. the first few don't even have a guest. Cause you want to get comfortable with the process. And I wrote my script and I was talking and it probably sounded horrible because I didn't want to mess up. You know, I was so scared to mess up, but so that's my story. It's so true. I mean, when you're, when we're first starting out, I was that way when I first started out radio way back when I was awful, just mm -hmm. absolutely horrible. But, you know, managed to work my way up the ladder in many different companies. Became a morning show host. That was my last uh, my last radio gig and totally loved it. Didn't start out that way, though. You know, mm -hmm. we, we don't start out being, you know, to coin a phrase, you know, we don't start out as Oprah Winfrey, you know, and, and right. you know, we, you know, we grow based on what we're doing. And we do it with, uh, you know, with the intention, too, as you said, about, you know, connecting and, and helping 
mm-hmm. helping people in that coaching space or, you know, wanting to help people improve their lives and whatever, and whatever way we do that. Right. So what yeah. would you say to someone who says, okay, I'm going to start my podcast. How do I even get seen? There's so many more out there. And how does someone even find me to hear the information that I want to share? Yeah, I think the big, I think the big piece about podcasting and, you know, we hear this all the time is while I would launch a podcast, but I don't know who's going to be listening and where am I, where am I going to find my listeners? The -hmm. big thing though, is, you know, you want to get on as many platforms as you can. And, you know, we Mm -hmm. help people get set up with that. But, but the bigger thing is you want to tell people that you have a podcast, you know, Candy, you have no idea how many people launch podcasts and just don't tell people Mm -hmm. they have a podcast. They don't tell their network. They don't share it on social media. They don't put it in their email signature. They don't mm-hmm. put it in their speaker bio. They don't, you know, they don't put it in the back of their book that they're, you know, working so tirelessly to, to get, get out there. If you tell people you have a podcast, you're going to win. If you don't tell people, I always say it's like winking at, it's, it's like winking at someone in the dark. They won't know you did it. Right. So right. you need to tell people, but you know, then you don't just tell them once you need to consistently tell people on my podcast this week or Last time on my podcast, I was speaking with Candy or, or mm-hmm. what, whatever. You need to consistently be telling people. It's a little trick that I learned in radio is you're consistently seeding your audience by saying things that are enticing them to continuously follow along. And eventually they will start, if they don't start right away following you and listening, they will once they understand that, oh, they have a podcast. So it's, it's about really getting the message out there that you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Social media is great to do that. Uh, making sure you're utilizing, you know, video platforms as well, like YouTube. So you can have a, a video version of it. There are other audio platforms as well outside of your regular podcast platforms that you can share content. And also don't hesitate to do short form content as well as a, mm-hmm. as a teaser, as a promotional piece. That's Again, it's it's bolstering excitement and getting people out there, or sorry, getting people to know that you have this content out there and mm-hmm. be excited about it. Right. So if someone says, okay, you're convincing me, I can get started, but I don't know what type of equipment I need, what would you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first the big thing you need first off is world now where most digital web cameras are pretty good if you really want to go all out and get something that's fancy you can the big thing in the podcast space because podcasts can be video as well as audio but i'm an audiophile audio is hugely important to me you want to make sure you have good audio whether it be a good set of apple earbuds which is what i'm wearing today or a good quality microphone there's many of them out there there's the blue yeti there's the road series of microphones uh there's some uh, economically priced ones as well that are that are lower price than that that fall under a hundred dollars but you know around the 60 70 80 dollar mark which is a good mm-hmm. way to get started but you want to make sure that the microphone you're using the audio that you're putting out there is uh, is really really good uh, mm-hmm. lighting if you're doing video background if you're doing video as well but definitely the microphone to me is the most important piece and if you're doing video then the other pieces that can go along with that but definitely microphone and don't go too cheap but you know you don't have to buy a ten thousand dollar invest the fifty thousand dollar sound studio or system you can do it on on a budget and still look and sound good right and once they have recorded their you know the podcast episodes, do you recommend specific channels that they share it on? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's always the big ones. Everyone says share it on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and Google Podcasts and Spotify. And But there are other secondary channels like Stitcher and Deezer and even others that people haven't even heard of. They're all important too because we might know in North America, we might know about Google and Apple and Spotify, but there are parts of the world that right. don't support those platforms. So you want to get on as many as you can. And there's probably about 20... There's probably about 20 out there. And as I said, there's some secondary ones as well that aren't even connected to podcast channels where you can repurpose the same content and even shorter form content. Uh, one specifically that's called Audia, audia.io. And what it's vying to do is basically be a directory or a conduit for audio content like mm -hmm. YouTube is for video. So it's oh, vying nice. to become the go-to. Yeah, it was a startup back in 2021 and they're really starting to uh, to shake things up a little bit and people are starting to take notice of that of that platform so look for platforms like that as well the more you can be out there and put yourself out there on various platforms it's the same piece of content right but the more you can do it i think the more the, the quicker you're going to build your audience the more people will find you and the easier it'll be to continuously get the word out there about what it is that you do and why they should listen to your show regardless of mm -hmm. what the purpose of the show is Perfect. And I know we're running short on time. So one final tip maybe that you want to share with someone to help them really just get that launched. Oh, just, just start, just start, <laughs> just start, just do it. And if you need to help with that, uh, you know, give me a call, you know, you can spend 30 minutes with me and we'll talk about it. You know, we'll, we'll talk about what's, what's holding you back and, and hopefully help you get on that path. And if that's uh, a path you don't want to be on and we have, ways that we can help you, you know, become guests on other people's shows as well. That is not a bad place to start either is being a guest on other people's shows. Perfect. So I always ask if there's an offer you want to share. I know you just said, Hey, give me a call if you have a question, yeah. but do you have something yeah. else that you might want to offer as well? Yeah, sure. I just alluded to it too, that, you know, we, uh, we're always looking for ways to help people get on other people's shows. So we recently started a guest and host collaboration group. So it's called uh, podcast Alliance made simple. We meet a couple of times a month and we have a training session and usually a Q and a call as well. So if you want to come and check it out, I can uh, certainly make sure that you have the information candy, my, uh, my contact information and website information to come on out. We have a different speaker every, every month. It's free to check us out and membership has its privileges as well for enhanced networking and mastermind type experiences. But that's my offer is to come and check us out for free. And if you do decide to join us, it's uh, I think right now it's $29 a month uh, Canadian uh, to come and check Perfect. us out. Perfect. And how can people find you, connect with you, whether it's social media, website, what would you like to share? Yeah, absolutely. Carlspeaks.ca is the best way to do that. My social links are there, but ask Carl, it's Carl with a C, ask Carl at carlspeaks.ca. If anything I've said has resonated with you and you'd like to have a conversation, my calendar link is there as well. Uh, let's connect. I am on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I have a couple of groups on Facebook. If you, again, you want to be a part of the, the Facebook community I've built, happy to invite you there. And uh, Candy, I can provide those links for you if you want to uh, make them available later on as well. Yep. We'll put everything in the show notes so the listener can find what they need and connect with you. So I want to thank you, Carl, for being a guest on my podcast today and sharing your wisdom. I know it was a little bit shorter due to the format we have today, but I really appreciate your taking your time out. Thank you so much, Candy. It's, uh, it's been fun and happy podcasting. Thanks. And I wish you continued success too.
Now let's learn a little bit about my next guest. Yoga teacher and life coach, Kathy White, helps men and women develop a lifelong yoga practice that is easily maintained and sustainable well into their 80s or 90s. After teaching yoga for nearly 20 years, when Kathy turned 50, she almost gave up. Her joints were aching. Her menopausal symptoms were raging. She was not gaining any benefit from her practice anymore. Then she was introduced to kite yoga from Brazil. Over the next five years, she has refined and developed what she calls her joint renewal system. This is yoga for longevity. It's a mindful approach to body and mind, like adding WD-40 to the joints. It is a method that rejuvenates the body, calms the nervous system, builds strength, and adds vitality. Now to my interview with Kathy. So Kathy, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here, Candy. Thanks. Well, before I get into the questions I have for you, if you want to just give me a brief description of kind of what you have done in the past and how you got into working with entrepreneurs or others to be healthy. Yeah, well, I have been in the yoga field for many years. It was always my side hustle. I've also worked as an art psychotherapist in hospitals and mental health facilities and a life coach. Mm -hmm. So when I turned 50, I did a retraining and I decided to really focus on offering yoga uh, more full time. And what I notice is about people in business entrepreneurs is that they spend hours at their desks. Mm -hmm. They, it's really, and I know this myself from running my own business that I can get so caught up in a project or a a launch or something that I'm doing to promote the business. And it's, you know, I'm a solopreneur. I've got a couple of assistants, but really it's just me. And that computer can just suck my energy Mm -hmm. and I can get very stiff and stuck at my desk. So getting up and getting out, um, moving, is really important. However, what also happens is that because of our lifestyle, when we do go to move, especially as we get a little bit older, is that we, um, we our bodies are quite fragile. So mm-hmm. actually going to hard out at the spin class or going to the gym and doing weights isn't the best solution for this body that's been sitting for the last eight, 10 hours every day, day in, day out for months, years at a time. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that even though we think we should be doing like that real hard cardio or lifting weights, it, we could maybe be injuring ourselves because our body has been kind of static and not really doing a whole lot of motion during the day. So we could really cause more harm than good. Yeah. And that, that's especially as we're older, especially, you know, it, it's fine if you're in your twenties or thirties, but even then I see in, in younger people too, this fragility and the fragility comes from lack of movement every day. You know, these bodies mm-hmm. were evolved over millions of years. You know, the, the human being was, you know, our hands were, were de- designed for swinging from branches in trees. You know, <laughs> we go way, way back. And uh, our feet were made for walking on all sorts of uneven surfaces. And, and so now we put shoes and socks on and we type very gently on a computer uh, type 
keyboard and and we don't use the physical self in the same way because of our lifestyle and we sit we sit we sit in cars we sit in restaurants we sit in chairs to have conversations we're we're very much a sitting culture right and that in itself you know people often have hip problems and Mm -hmm. and it's kind of come common to think oh yeah well hip problems that's just how it goes it's normal wear and tear no it's not normal wear and tear if you go to cultures that are still living more like our ancestors lived they don't need hip operations because they squat they walk they sleep on hard surfaces and so their bodies are are still in good good shape Mm-hmm. So for people like us that are entrepreneurs behind a desk and aren't out and moving and stuff all the time, are there exercises that you could recommend that we could fit in? You know, if we don't have a lot of time to just like stop the work and go do a normal half hour workout, like what can we do in a 10 minute break? Maybe. Yeah, to, to no, that's help? really great. Great, great question, Candy, because what I suggest is people um, stand up. Uh, have a standing desk or a desk that moves. I've got one here that uh, me. <laughs> I don't know if you get that sound too. effect. <laughs> so you know the standing up, the sitting down, um, changing it up. I, I actually have three positions. I have my sitting, I have my standing, and I also have sitting on the floor. I have a little platform to put my my laptop on. And sitting on the floor, I'll kneel or I'll sit cross-legged. So changing the position with which you sit or are at the computer is really important. Mm-hmm. And then there's, the, there's wonderful windows that actually are given to you every day, day in. You trying to log into something or you're downloading something or something's going on on the computer and you sit there and you can get really mm-hmm. frustrated with it, right? Oh, why isn't this download happening? That's your cue. Okay, stand up. Just bring your arms over your head. Take your arms out to the side. Breathe, become present, come back into your body. Mm-hmm. And move in whatever we all know a few movements you know mm-hmm. I obviously people can come to me and learn many more kind of movements that are really good for the joints and they're not stretching so what you want to do is get into the actual joints with your awareness too and move so you know move your wrists rather than thinking about stretching your arms move your elbows rather than thinking about elongating in in that kind of normal stretchy kind of way Mm-hmm. And that just gives you more life and you'll feel so much better. And then you sit back down or go back into whatever it is that you were downloading, feeling refreshed and mm-hmm. more energized. So are there things that you would recommend for at our desk that maybe help keep our body in like a more natural position, whether it's a mouse that we have to use a keyboard, a chair, like what type of equipment should we have as entrepreneurs if we are sitting a lot that will help us not be stiff or sore or, you know, misusing things? Yeah, I would say the the most important thing is variety. Hmm. So because you can get stuck on, oh, I've got this super ergonomic chair, you know, oh, I've got this great standing desk and I have it at such and such a height. I would say, uh-uh change it up and always do it different and be there'll be some 
ways that you sit which will be uncomfortable and that's perfect is that mm. because you're actually accessing something that is uh, maybe a little bit stiffer or a little bit more rigid or a little bit more tight and it's good to know that mm-hmm. so don't always look for the most comfortable position see if you can tolerate for five minutes something that's a little awkward mm-hmm. if you're doing a standing desk stand with one foot in front and one foot behind kind mm-hmm. of or two feet wider than hip width distance apart the main thing is variety vary because what we're doing with our bodies is we become very static we become very fixed and focused in the way that we hold our shoulders or hold our neck or and then that rigidity locks in so what right. we're doing is we're breaking patterns and creating variety in how we sit so i wouldn't mm-hmm. suggest one way i'd suggest a thousand ways Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great tip. Cause I don't think I've ever heard that you always hear like get this ergonomic keyboard or get, you know, this chair or something. So having that kind of concept of just doing different things so that your body isn't in the same position all the time. I think that's yeah, helpful. Just keep moving. And, you know, the manufacturers are just so good at selling us the next best thing for our bodies you know i mean they figured out like with cars they figured out that most of us especially when you reach a certain age find it difficult to do a neck turn most Mm -hmm. of us get stiffness in our upper neck and shoulder area and so doing shoulder checks parking the car reversing the car is challenging so Mm -hmm. they don't say okay now you need some yoga and you're gonna or everyone in the world let's let's free our necks no because no one's going to make some money out of that so instead they're like right we've got this super duper reverse mirror um camera for your car you don't need to look behind you don't need to turn your head Mm. and that is that that happens with everything it happens with beds with chairs with stair lifts with you know as soon as we could lose the movement someone's invented a product that they can sell us Mm -hmm. to actually create the movement by machine right that makes sense. Well, I know we are running short on time. We, you know, the way that this format was is short interviews today, but I do want to have you have the chance to share an offer that you would like to have for our listeners. So what might that be that the listeners can get from you? Yeah, well, if they're interested in doing a little bit of yoga and moving their body and understanding these principles of variety and joint renewal, then I have a seven-day challenge that I run, depending on when the podcast is published, um, then I, I run them every four to six weeks. So if they sign up, they'll get the information for the next one coming along. And you can go to kathywhiteyoga.com forward slash 7C. And that stands for the seven C's of joint renewal. And I reveal each day one of the new C's. And right here, I'll reveal three of them. One is commitment. you got to be committed to move and keep moving. Two is courage. You got to have courage, especially when you hit some stiff points or rigidity in your body. And number three is care. You have to take care of yourself. And as entrepreneurs, busy out there building a business, self-care can often go to the bottom of the list. So really That's take very care. true. 
That's very true. So other than that link that you just gave, how else can our listeners connect with you? Find you on social I'm, media? Or yeah, website? I'm on the usual places. Uh, Kathy White Yoga on Facebook. I have a Facebook group, um, Yoga for Over 50, Kathy White Yoga. And I have uh, a Twitter account and a Instagram account, usual, usual spots. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for being my guest and just sharing some of your wisdom with the entrepreneurs to help us realize we need to move a little bit more and not be stuck behind our desk. So I do appreciate your taking the time to chat with me today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found these topics interesting and that they answered some questions about tips to launch and promote your podcast and how to maintain physical flexibility behind a desk. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Carl or Kathy at any of the links they shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd greatly appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's topic, three lessons from the ashes of my business failure. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. Remember, you can also find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, TuneIn, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.